Three stories. Two of them are true. One of them is fake. Maybe you'll figure out which one is which before we do. I don't know. Any resemblance to actual persons or events we say in this podcast just might be on purpose. Hello, I'm Ivan. I'm Davis. And I'm Bum. And welcome to So There Was, a weird history podcast where we talk about weird things from a weird history timeline that no one doesn't care about. Hey guys, you notice something different? Yeah, I feel a little bit weird. Ooh, got that yeah. nice, clear, crisp voice. It's definitely more uh, bassy. Uh, what's up with that? Yeah, that's right. Listeners, we got podcast equipment. We got new microphones and so now we have to talk like this now we have to talk like a bunch of <laughs> wannabe voice actors no but seriously we did it guys we did it yeah we actually did it so we we have new mics a new studio and new voices to go we are along professionals with finally no, i wouldn't go that far <laughs> so uh i heard davis you have something for us yes we have another top tier run through nice applaud please what clap clap let me, let me find clap. it Clap, 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 clap. All right, so since, you know, because of coronavirus during this year of 2020, we do not have any Olympic Games this summer. It's been yeah, postponed. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, that was this year? Wait, what? Yeah, Cut, it was this oh. year. Yeah, yeah it's oh, postponed. Sad. I won't get to see Sean White, man. <laughs> man, <laughs> the I'm... only Olympic I, <laughs> Olympic person I know. Uh, the, the, Olymp- the Olympian? The only Olympian you know? So, considering that it's not going to be a very spicy year for sports in general, I thought we would spice the Olympics up a bit by selecting, you know, through our top tier system, which sports we want to see next in the Olympics. Okay. All right, so we're going to rate this from S all the way to F. Oh, we changed it up again. Yes, from we're, S we're gonna, to A <laughs> from S to, to B. F. We're going to change it all. So S tier, you know, best in the class and questionably right. good. A, it's good enough. You know, we can agree on it. B, a nice thing to have, but it's not essential. And an F tier is we're not going to talk about it anymore. Okay. So first up on the chopping block, we have chess boxing, a very Ooh. vigorous and brain thinky mm. sport. A brain thinky sport. <laughs> Literally, it's brain thinky. Brain thinky. Because you get punched in the brain, and you also have to use your brain. What would you rate this one? You see, that would be pretty entertaining to see someone get, like, completely, like, bonked, and then <laughs> be like, bonked. oh, oh. <laughs> like, so you hit some part of his brain, it's like, I can't think anymore. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> you gotta, um, you know, give them the good old one-two, and then the I, French defense right I, after. I give it a... That's okay. I think like a B in between B and A. A B. I'm Quite thinking, bold. you know, it, you know, it's the two combinations of one of the uh, two best and long-lived sports of all time. You know, chess, the thinking man's game, and uh, boxing, the punching man's game. <laughs> so I'm thinking we would rank this about, you know, since like, you know, uh, uh, meeting the middle of the road, uh, I think we should put it in C. For classy. For, chi- oh, right. <laughs> for classy. I thought, I thought you were going to say C for chess. Or B <laughs> no, for no. boxing. <laughs> you see, there should be something in between B and C. Or B for brain injury. It's like a it's like a B minus or a C plus type of thing. Yeah, like B. B it's B, like middle of the road. Yeah. B, C, A. Just pick one. No, it's it's B. For it's me, a B. B, B. Okay. I would put it in C. But C, yeah, gotcha. I can I can settle for B. All right. How about uh, what do you guys think of wife carrying? International wife carrying content. Well, first you would have to have a wife. That's true. And And then you have to have a girlfriend. Your wife or other people's wives? Uh, your wife. Oh, 
Oh, see, I thought it was like you carry other people's wives and then they fight you because you did that. Nope. Hey, where's it going with my <laughs> wife? Hey, where, my wife? Where hey, going? hey, wait, wait. The boundaries are over here. Where are you going? And then it just turns so. back to boxing. <laughs> so, sport is just boxing. It's wife carrying something? and boxing. Chess, okay. but boxing. Wife carrying, but boxing. Oh, man. Can I get a rating? Um. Well, you know. I don't know. It's what wife just, carrying. You, so, like. You, I don't know. C. It's, C. it's a C. Gotcha. It depends how. Um, how much uh, <clears throat> mass your wife uh, is, <laughs> or how um, weak you are? Yeah, or how weak you are. Yeah. So like, I don't know if it will be a very popular sport, especially like you know if it's just carrying right. somebody. But then yeah. the wife has to carry you back to the starting point. Oh, oh. she does. I don't know. Oh, that, <laughs> that would be that would actually up. make it interesting. Or you both carry each other and then you do like <laughs> yes. the Garfield <laughs> thing where Garfield pulls up his tail and then like he floats. So you you have to both carry each other, therefore canceling out gravity. Yeah. As a yes. whole. And then he just the floats from one end of the, uh, the 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 finish line to the other. You know, like you see, that's what Interstellar was all about. <laughs> the equation. The equation. Oh, it's the equation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about great movie? Great movie. How, how about this one? Underwater hockey. Oh, huh. So like, what Wait. makes that different from you know regular <laughs> hockey? That the pool that they're playing on is not frozen anymore. <laughs> 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 or underwater hockey where they're, they're frozen in ice. <laughs> the ice is frozen on top. <laughs> no, they're just like players, and there's chunks, and then it becomes a a game of uh, what's that? Where like you know you scrub the ice and you like you throw the uh, the weight and then goes uh, and hits the other weights. What's that called again? I forget. Uh, it's not bocce ball, but like no. you know, it's like That's bocce ball. curling. Curling, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, it just yeah, turns yeah. into curling. It's hockey, but it's curling. So like the yeah. players are frozen in ice, like these big blocks of ice. And the, then the, just wa like, yeah. the water has to be cold, obviously, because yes. it's hockey. So higher risk of hyperthermia mm. and drowning. I don't know. Uh, that's gonna be hard. And the pucks, dying, and then just then dying in general, and then hockey it turns into boxing. Just became three times as deadly. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So can I get a rating on this one? Uh, D yeah, for diving. D, D for, for diving and dying. Gotcha. And possibly dying. There's no D tier, but I'll take it. D for diving and dying. Wait, we, did we decide on what to vote for the? Uh, I mean, what you guys said C tier for the C tier for the wife carrying. Yeah, wife carrying. Yeah, C for carrying. C for carrying. Okay, uh, last one. This is quite exhilarating. Two-handed tennis, where okay. you use two oh. rackets. Oh, see, that's oh. just tennis, but with an extra uh, extra advantage. Really, I thought you meant like one hand has a racket. And the other hand carries someone who has the racket, <laughs> and that person's carrying someone. So it's just a long a tennis, tennis player no, no, no. wielding a See, very high poly. Wielding a baby with baby. a tennis racket. <laughs> wielding a, a midget with wielding a tennis racket. I was just thinking, midget. you know, you just have it in, you know, two hands. Yeah, two, so like, yeah, dual wielding. Uh, yeah, dual wielding uh, tennis rackets. But, like, would that mean there would be, like, two courts as well? No, there like, would you know, be two balls. Two balls. Oh, there would be two balls. You gotta hit both. Ah, Ouch. interesting. Interesting. I don't know. I think that would be uh, uh, in category O for ouch. Yeah. <laughs> there's no category no, uh, There's no There's no T uh, My chair is squeaking T a lot. T for tennis. No. That's, like, a B. Just B for B, B or C. Balls. B for ball or C for... B for tennis ball. Tennis. I think... <laughs> tennis. I think it should be in B for 
a very bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Because that, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem very likely to me. Even um, though I am ranking it in the tier of B. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very bad idea. Okay, before we head into our so- stories, I have a bonus one. Bonus round. Bonus round. Do you get extra points? Do I get a cookie? No, you just have to say your answer very, very oh, fast. but I wanted a cookie. How about okay. you just rate oh, wait, this really fast? And this sport is called Extreme Ironing. A. Wait, what? Wait. Extreme Ironing. Uh, oh, you said I thought you said right away, so I just said A. So A. Ironing. What do you mean? Like... With ironing your clothes. Oh. Uh, life skill. And then you iron your opponent. And then it turns to boxing. <laughs> <Everything> <laughs> with irons. With irons. And then you hit him. It's like that scene in Home Alone where uh, Kevin uh, <laughs> drops hits, the uh, iron What's his name? Him. Not Steve Buscemi. Um, <laughs> it's not Steve Buscemi. Tall dude who narrated Wonder Years. Well, what are we talking about? <laughs> extreme ironing. Extreme ironing. Where you what? just you just iron clothes. I mean, really like, fast. what does it entail? Is that... People go to extreme places in the world, like cliff tops or mountains, and then they iron oh. using a portable iron, really fast. Yeah. All right, that's all Talk I got, ah. and that's the end of top tier. <laughs> and this is the end. <laughs> great, great segue. <laughs> okay, so uh, you, you you know last week when I talked about cats and yeah. the Pope, this I is actually don't. Uh, this is uh, kind of this has to do with cats, and this was unintentional. So Again? really, so there was. An acoustic kitty, or the acoustic kitty. So, it's the 1960s. The CIA has done some pretty crazy and even messed up things. Uh, they've worked with, what, drugs, looked into nukes, and even mind control. MKUltra. MKUltra. Yeah, if you've ever Wait, heard of that. Giving LSD to cats? N- no, this huh? is different. No. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, so they've the CIA has done all those things, and, you know, they killed JFK, and, um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no. Well... Anyway, uh, well, I'm on their watch. You're gonna this die. Tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. So anyway, moving on, a new thing presents itself to the CIA, and that comes in the form of a cat. So I have here quoted from Tom Vanderbilt, who works for the Smithsonian Magazine, and he said that in that decade, the 1960s, the U.S. government deployed non-human operatives such as ravens, pigeons, and even cats to spy on Cold War adversaries. So unlike MKUltra, this project was never the subject of a congressional hearing, but some documents as well as sources from inside the CIA confirm that this project, Project Acoustic Kitty, was real. So cats are infamously disobedient, but CIA believed that with the right training, they could become spies. So yeah, they wanted to use cats, use their curiosity and their nine lives to try to like spy on the Russians or someone. Forget uh, cat burglars. We got cat murderers. Oh, boy. Wait, they have, do they have, like, license to kill and everything like oh, that? Oh, well, well, we'll get there. Uh, no, they license don't. License to <laughs> hairball. Choke, so, choke their victims with, with um, I, don't, I don't know, uh, if they're allergic to cats, just rub up against them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they basically, like, uh, so let's just uh, get a cat and then let, set him loose, and hopefully he'll go next to some, like, Soviet leader and pick up some information. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, the cruel story of Acoustic Kitty in its most basic form crops up in a number of places, as told by Victor Marchetti, Marchetti, <laughs> who was formerly an assistant to the CIA's director. It basically involved creating a Franken Kitty. Oh man! So he quotes uh, Frank, no Victor Mar- Marchetti. Got uh, They slit the cat open, oh. put batteries in him, 
wired them up, and that's that's so wait, wait, what? Wait, what do you mean by wire them okay, up? Okay, let me say that again. Put they, batteries? Why? They slit cat open, mm. put batteries in him, and wired him up. <laughs> what? <laughs> so Mar Marchetti, Marchetti is usually quoted as saying, they made a monstrosity. So yeah, f literally a Franken-Kitty. So it, it sort of sounds believable. After all, the 1960s CIA was caught up in a bunch of kooky stuff. But... The story isn't that simple, writes Matt Sonyak for Mental Floss. It actually took five years to complete, he writes. And uh, after all, creating a high-tech cat was no small task in an era of reel-to-reel -reel audio recording and room-sized computers. So the cats still had to look like cats, with no weird protrusions or <laughs> suspicious scars. Oh no. So uh, moving on, Sonyak explains, Working with outside audio equipment contractors, the CIA built a 3 fourths inch long transmitter to embed at the base of the cat's skull. Finding a place for the microphone was difficult at first, but the ear canal turned out to be prime and seemingly obvious. Uh, real estate. That it's free is real estate. Wow. Yeah. So the antenna was up. so the <laughs> antenna was made from fine wire and woven all the way to the tail uh. through the cat's long fur to conceal it. So they literally used the tail as the, as the antenna. <laughs> stick straight up, man. That is a weird looking cat. <laughs> Weirdly, yeah. It's very right. surprised all the time. <laughs> so the batteries also gave the techies a little trouble since the cat's size limited them using only the smallest of batteries and restricted the amount of time the cat would be able to record. Because, you know, like, what, 1960s batteries? They're what, the size of a brick? <laughs> They're pretty big. I mean, like, they could have just used, like, a really fat Garfield cat. <laughs> yeah, you like could just really have Garfield. One. Have you seen how big cats can get? Especially those <laughs> yeah. orange tabbies? Holy moly. Man. Yeah, so outside of the lab, there was just... There's no uh, way to herd the cat, so they couldn't, like, control it. Because it's a cat, and cats are weird. So, it has a mind of its own. So the cat, she, she'd wander off when she got bored, distracted or hungry. The cat's hunger issues were also addressed with another operation. Because, you know, food and batteries don't mix, <laughs> oh, I guess. No. I guess um, not. So the additional surgical and training expenses were estimated to have brought the total cost up to $20 million for one cat. This is one cat. Yikes. That's a big yikes. For the entire project, only one, one cat, cat. Was, was created. Uh, so, finally, the acoustic kitty was able to venture into the real world. And then this is where the story takes a, a sad turn. Oh, just, no. like, uh, just like last week. So, on that first trip out, though, the cat was hit and killed by a oh, taxi while no. crossing the road. Now you see, that is that is one inconvenience that we did not look for. We That's not twenty million for that. dollars gone. Twenty million dollars literally down the drain. Because <laughs> you know, it's on the street and they're drains. Oh, yeah, down the drains. Yeah. I get sad. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not terribly funny. It's not terribly funny. Yet. It sounds terrible. Yeah, it, man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just super terrible. messed up. Uh, I lost my place. Where was I? Uh, so yeah, it was hit and killed crossing the road. It never even made it to the target. Oh so. my gosh. Oh, By man. 1967, the project was scrapped, obviously, along with the remains of the acoustic kitty. <laughs> <laughs> so they were able to retrieve it and give it like a ceremonial burial, Probably. right? I don't know what was left of it. So Jeffrey Richelson of the NSA archive told the Telegraph, I'm not sure how long the operation would have survived after the cat had been run over, but it probably wouldn't have been long. Yeah, considering that his tail would be sticking like three feet up into the sky. Yeah, suspicious robotic cats. It would just be puking up batteries. 
Yeah, so that that's the sad conclusion of uh, this story. And my sources are, the CIA experimented on animals in the 1960s too, just asked Acoustic Kitty. And my next source is by History, you know, aliens, history guy. Uh, oh, yeah. When the CIA learned the cats make bad spies. Subtitle. Are cats the perfect spies? Turns out not so much. <laughs> yeah, so they added like a, a pun, per perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that there. Yeah, so that, that that's it, basically. Rip Cats. Rip Cats, the movie and that cat. And, yeah, Rip Garfield. <laughs> Rip Garfield. Now, Garfield is living large and living a long, Gar successful life. What if Garfield's life? a CIA operative? Yeah, just like the Dalai Lama. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think that's a perfect segue into um, what my story is. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah, if we're talking about these uh these shady undercover uh spy thingamajigs uh i guess we could be also talking about you know what the u.s military was up to in 1994 so we've all heard about the gaydar right <laughs> shut up <laughs> <laughs> believe it or not you know the canadians actually sought to make the the gate actually they did make a gaydar oh man it's oh. like the the fruit machine but uh that's not what we're talking about today we're talking about the united states of a baby all right so we're going to be talking about the gay bomb what <laughs> gay let bomb. me say it for the people in the back the gay bomb so that? this was an actual thing that was a uh, that was actually thought of by a, a bunch oh. of researchers in so it wasn't made it was just thought of <laughs> yeah it wasn't actually made but like uh, i'm getting ahead of myself okay so uh in 1994 the u.s department of defense was looking into theoretical chemical weapons that would uh, disrupt enemy morale uh, mm. debilitating enemy soldiers but not going so far as to, to kill them you know like we, we don't want to hurt them yeah. so bad that they die we just want to give them big boo-boos <laughs> all right it's against the geneva convention it's against the yeah especially when it comes to chemical weapons so they got a lot of interesting um chemicals <laughs> proposals oh. yeah chemicals so researchers at the wright laboratory in ohio our predecessor to today's united states air force research laboratory oh. so they began exploring some alternative options oh. and they get a little strange the researchers theorized that if they developed a bomb containing aphrodisiacs and pheromones and if you know they dropped it on the enemy it would turn them um gay oh because uh, science that's how science works yeah because that's how science works and so they would think hey this would incapacitate them because you know the enemy soldiers would uh be attracted to one another i don't think that's how it works. but what if they're already attracted to one another yeah but oh, well, like then, they're, yeah. they're dudes like so duh. then what if the chemicals would make them straight yeah of course this proposal for making the gay bomb heavy air quotes it was it, it never went anywhere because it was way too ridiculous it, it was ludicrous apparently the researchers at the right laboratory thought this is a good idea let's bring this to the pentagon <laughs> all right so yeah it was like uh they found uh, people found this the gay bomb the 1994 gay bomb it was released oh. in documents detailing the proposal and it was revealed that the researchers wanted at least at least 
7.5 million dollars to make <laughs> oh, it. Just, no. just a few, oh, so, just well, a few milli, you know. That's less than spending 20 million dollars on one cat. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, just it's a, so it's a little more viable. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Cost this benefit a, analysis yeah. indicates <laughs> the risk that goes into making gay chemicals. Yeah, this was in 1994, guys. What else came out in 1994? The crime bill? Nah. Oh, 1994, what happened there? I mean, I don't know. I can imagine the Pentagon meeting room just being absolutely silent for a second and then just everyone bursting into laughter and tears <laughs> about why they let these people in past the front desk and then the guy who's like uh, i don't know the chairman he was like oh like after he's done laughing he's like oh you you were being serious, serious. you're not kidding <laughs> well wow you're fired <laughs> they're, not, they're not even part of oh, the defense okay. you're <laughs> fired even though like you have nothing to do with us yeah you're you're fired from your job <laughs> I'm not even your boss. You're just fired. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically, basically that was it. Yeah. But fun fact, uh, the guys, I think there were like two guys that were, that, 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 uh, developed this, who proposed it, who made the proposal to the Pentagon. Apparently they won a, a parody award, uh, the IG Nobel peace prize, uh, peace prize. I think, I think it was, uh, it's like, it's a parody. Oh yeah. They have From parodies who? of that. Why would they give yeah, out they, parodies? They have a parody of Don't them, encourage another. people. <laughs> Don't encourage, yeah. No, no, but like the purpose of it is like, you know, it makes you laugh, but it also makes you think. You oh, know, that type or, of thing. And cry. <laughs> yeah. I think IG stands for Instagram or something. I don't know. It was I, the I, the IG, the Nobel I Prize. <laughs> the I gave Prize. No. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Um, so my resources are. Your resources? <laughs> My resources, guys. My according to my resources. Resources. Uh, it's sources. Get it right. According to my references, ah, there you go. Uh, I have it from a website. It's like three websites. Uh, one of them is the Guardian. Ah. Uh, yeah, one of the uh, mostly. I got most of this from all that's interesting. Dot com. Interesting. Uh, by <laughs> by Katie Serena on February 2, 2018. Uh, the title goes: In 1994, the U.S. military actually considered building a gay bomb and then there's other articles like the usa's infamous gay bomb the 1994 project that sought to weaponize fabulousness and oh, then oh, air force I... looked at spray to turn enemy gay oh, <laughs> that no. is a real article title and I mean, that was like, in 2007 from the guardian it was great wow what were the they times gonna happen they build a bomb they drop it in what is like a like a gas thing like chlorine gas mustard gas they just drop it and then the enemy's like Yo, what's that cloud coming? Oh, oh, and they start kissing like. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why? That's not how it, it works at all. Bar. I don't know how did they think it was gonna work. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, but the researchers they definitely knew what they were doing. They're researchers, guys. They're smart. Speaking of military shenanigans, I'm gonna talk about there was this time in the Cold War when flagpoles on the U.S. bases were equipped with a flag destruction kit. Interesting. Not really. It's huh. really not that interesting. No, it's no, not. It's not. Don't it's they pretty, already have that? That's pretty bog standard. So, you know, military installation flags are supposed to be destroyed if the base is overrun. And there are kits equipped on the flagpoles to accomplish that task by the soldiery within. So, you know, the, the spheres on top, screwed on top to the flagpoles? The little bomb-ball things. Yeah, the, the bobbles, those yeah, coppery those bobbles. The ones that Spider-Man somehow manages to perch himself on exactly imagine those... if you did that on a spike <laughs> uh, i thought you said well, imagine like if eagle. he fell oh <laughs> well no what if he slipped? No, he's the flag <laughs> what <laughs> what 
That's not how it works. Spider-Man. Oh Spider-Man. He's now a flag. And mm. he's a spider flag. He, yeah. It doesn't quite rhyme. I, I don't think that <laughs> works at all. It, it is a sight to see. What? <laughs> continue, continue. So... When, un, when the base was under attack and they were about to lose the battle, people, you know, the soldiers were supposed to go up, unscrew the uh, the top of the flagpole, come down, and use the contents to destroy the flag. And inside uh, the sphere... I don't think they climbed the pole. I mean, sometimes... I mean, so, inside the sphere was a razor that was used to cut down the flag, a match that was used to burn the flag mm. and slice it into little pieces, and then a little bag of sand to bury the charred remains a Wait. little bag a little of bag sand. of yeah. sand surprisingly they can pack a lot of things inside that small little sphere so sometimes it, it was in the small. sphere at the top of the uh, flagpole and sometimes it was in the cement base with a little you know like box made out of copper or steel mm. so that's basically Wait. it when was Just, this during do they still do this or so some people say that they still remain these little baubles and little uh places where they kept this flag destruction kit was installed in the 1980s during the height of the cold war when many military intelligence within the u.s thought that russian agents were on their shores mm. so just in case of a little you know red dawn situation they'd right. be like ah they're, they're not going to capture this flag alive and they just bury it and burn it Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. And then go commit a war crime. I haven't seen Red Dawn the original. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I've not, seen the 2011. The Red one Dawn with Chris Hemsworth. With Chris Hemsworth. The one with Thor and the other guy from Drake and Josh. Josh Peck. Yeah. Josh's, Josh Peck Josh's Pecks. Josh Peck. As I call him by. So many people uh, think that this little protocol is symbolic in most ways rather than actual it symbolizes you know never give up the flag or american ground to foreign invaders this is all according to bravo company usa a military informational publication mm. the contribution was made by nathan s who is a regular contributor to the bravo company mm. apparently wait this has one match <laughs> oh no the match, match went out Just one match <laughs> uh, guys ah oh, man Oh man, I gotta go to my, gotta go to my knife. Oh, uh, it's dull. Gonna have to oh. use the stones. Use the stones. Use my oh. sticks. Make Survival training coming in handy. The, uh, literally the first ten minutes of 2001: Space Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was like full on 20. Yeah, minutes. it was like 20 minutes. Oh man, it's 20 minutes of that drivel. Oh, it was so boring. I mean, I remember because I ate like a burrito while watching it. Speaking of burritos, let's go into the ads. <laughs> no, get ready for some blue tear. Get ready for some good spicy ads. Not the blue tear. Oh yeah. Oh well, hello there. I didn't see you. Uh, it's Bum, uh, your favorite podcaster and host. And I, I have to say it again. We did it. If you couldn't tell, you know, new mics, new equipment. Hopefully, uh, sonically, it sounds better uh, than our old jank setup. But yeah, here to bring you some ads. Blue tape is great. I will always say this whenever I do this. I use blue tape all the time, every single day. Yeah, you might be asking, what do you use it for? Like, don't don't be silly. Everything, literally everything. 
arts and crafts for the kids. You know, you know when you're when you're uh, when you're sitting Friday night, you don't know what to do. Pull out blue tape and just tape everything you see, like literally everything you see. I don't care. Uh, so yeah, arts and crafts, home renovations, and also just fun stuff. I don't know what do you, what do you do when you're stuck at home because of Rona. I, I don't know you decide i i won't force you uh, to do anything so yeah blue tape get it it's great also i want to thank lacrumbo for uh allowing us to use his uh, music we used his track biscuits for our opening theme uh so yeah check out uh lacrumbo youtube instagram twitter i think uh, i don't know check him on all social platforms also like we, we did it we, we actually did it. We are professional. Well, not professionals, as we said. We're not professionals. And we're not historians. But, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think that's it. And let's let's get back to the podcast, shall we? Whoa! Wow. That no. was such an amazing advertisement section. Advertisement. <laughs> I hope you buy whatever was advertised. I had a stroke. What? What? Hmm? Yeah, buy blue tape. Buy blue tape. Uh, anyway, Invest. I think uh, it's time for us to uh, discuss amongst ourselves and find out who the <laughs> oh, no, Okay, is. so who goes first? Uh, three, two, one, go. Ah. Okay, so <laughs> I I think it's pretty <laughs> obvious. I'll make it quick. Who? Wait, what? We're we're doing our yeah yeah, yeah yeah. Okay, yeah, I think yeah. I think it's pretty obvious, but I still want to shoot some questions at Ivan. So. I just want to clarify, what was the department that created this very intelligent and useful idea to make a gay bomb? They didn't create it. They proposed it. I mean, it. proposed it, like so created this idea. It was a bunch, uh, two researchers, I think. Two researchers that came from the Wright Laboratory of Ohio. And then there's the left laboratory. And then there's the left. No, it was like W-R-I-G-H-T laboratory. Right. So how did, how were they able to propose this in front of a committee of was it proposed to a committee of people at the pentagon or was it just given to you know the the front screening desk and they were just like laughed out of their professional careers honestly i have no idea how you apply uh to a department of defense program to make chemical weapons but i don't i don't actually think it actually went to the pentagon i think there was a screening process that happened but they did consider it so i think it got halfway there but not fully and then it was denied I, i'm still i still can't wrap my head around the fact that two people that have these jobs at a, an actual company came up with this idea and thought it would be a good idea to pitch it that's oh, that's yeah yeah well, it's, <laughs> you know canadians made a, a gay radar though so like it was that called the true. fruity machine the and fruity yeah, machine. It, it was back in the 1960s wow. for those uh history lovers uh canadians made this gaydar gay radar to detect um uh, homosexuals in the uh in their in their um armed forces that's all i got moving on to you bum yes Thinking about having a biometric cat is actually not that far-fetched, but I just want to know... Davis, the question... Wait, I, I didn't think of questions to ask Bum, because I actually believe him. Okay, but, I'll, I'll go. Um, Davis. Yep. 
this idea of keeping like your own like little boy scout <laughs> kits in the your cookie cutter doesn't boy really scout seem kit. like that useful right. and you Most... have to like why would you have to do that for like all the flags that are on the base it's like no i'm pretty sure they would just i don't know just take it down from what i read and why why have it in the little ball like there's no way to climb that from what i read it's mostly ceremonial and symbolic in the way that they put it up and it's not on every base but it's only on the bases that participated i mean like i'm pretty sure i've seen like a few ceremonial flag burns on base and i don't think i've seen them have have a dude climb up to no. the top the dippity top and Greg gra- <laughs> unscrew the little ball carrier no, down it's like ooh <laughs> my little match match and uh, oh no yeah so like it, I said it's uh, it's mostly ceremonial and it's only been in place at the start of the Cold War so I don't know if many of them are still there many people say that some of them are still up yeah it's just but. highly unlikely uh, <laughs> Ivan yours. Yeah, you know, uh, I've heard of the the gaydar, obviously. Yeah, everyone has. I mean, like, come on, it's in every history class. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I took AP history, guys. Yeah, the gay bomb sounds familiar, and considering you know, the U.S. government, yeah, I'm pretty sure they would do a gay. Uh, you know, they tried to like one up Canada, you know, with a gay bomb, but they failed. instead of trying to find out homosexuals in our military, we'll make we're gonna them. make homosexuals in their military, <laughs> and what? then the Canada military will use the gaydar to detect. Them. Yes, and we could ally forces against the Iraqis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yours seems very more probable, very more more probable than Davis's, and that's that's all I have. Well, so for me, I think this is pretty obvious. Um, uh, Davis, how big do you think those balls at the top of flagpoles are? Uh, how, how I didn't big take a think? measurement when I climbed up there, but yeah. how big do you think they it are? It says that they hold the things that they held. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a self-report, guys. It's a self-report. <laughs> okay, so what 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 was in those balls? So according to the article, <laughs> they have a match. Okay. A razor blade and a little bag of sand. Okay, yeah, I, I don't believe that. I actually don't believe that. You can fit that. a little bag of no. sand in there. I actually don't believe that. <laughs> I actually do. I, okay, it's, guys, it's, it's I, Davis. I think, it's I, Davis. Think it's time, uh, I think it's time to uh, to cast our votes, which we have already done. So let's look at the polls, and uh, let's see. Mine says... Um, wait. You wrote it on paper? Uh, oh. My poll says that... I voted for Davis. Oh no. You have the wrong man, Judge. I didn't do it. I'm innocent. I'm, I'm innocent. innocent. No, you're not. Yeah, I voted for Davis. Self report. What about you, Ivan? Uh, yeah, Davis. What about you, Davis? It doesn't I, matter. I voted for Ivan and it doesn't matter because I am the false. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty yeah. obvious. <laughs> but was like, once I heard, like, they kept it in the balls. Like, ah, like, I don't, I don't uh, think so. No. I don't think you have your little, like, your match, your little match kick. Also, up just, to the top. It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> a razor blade for what? Shave? You're, you're supposed you? to cut it off the line, supposedly. Cut it into little pieces, so you, burn you it, send, and then bury it. Send the private, uh, let him climb the pole, uh, unscrew the little bulb thing, cut the line on the flag, and then burn it with one match. Yeah. Yep. So apparently, this is a very, uh, I guess, recent urban legend that goes around army bases where they tell oh. you know new recruits that at the top of the flagpole, 
there's this the, the little ball contains a razor blade, a match, mm. and a bullet that you're supposed to use to oh. uh, just to, to use against the flag just in case someone takes over the base. Oh. So it's like so an inside joke. It's like a little inside a joke little apparently. Joke. I see I see you've left out the bullets <laughs> yeah. that, that would have made it even Yeah, more that would have been ma because like the bullets supposed to be like uh you you won't be taken alive so you shoot yourself. <laughs> so it's just oh, That's like, not very army. So that's it's more just, marines. It's just oh. super more dramatic marines. and just super weird. Yeah. apparently lots of people posted on the website called so bravo company usa is like this little forum uh place where people from the military can go or i don't know if so they are in the military, military. <laughs> so that they uh, you know post little nuanced things about life in the military and this is one of the posts one of the forum ah. threads uh where people talked about you know ha uh, hearing stories about you know the little bobble on top of the flagpole yeah. in the military base and people were saying inside there is a little kit to use just in case some someone takes over the base and you got to destroy the flag interesting well, but yeah it, it doesn't make any sense if you think no, about it, it logically in in the code of conduct it says for soldiers that they're supposed to uh uh fight at all costs like you know they they're dissuaded from taking their life in any situation and most flagpoles are 75 feet high so climbing and like to they the take down top. the flag every night so yeah <laughs> so it, yeah. it's very improbable and it's a bunch of you know little hyperbole to uh. to add some flavor but at least it's not the coast guard yeah yeah <laughs> oh, man. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh uh yeah fun fact so i got a, a letter in the mail uh like a like a few days ago and it was from the coast guard this is actually true. I'm not joking. It was from the Coast Guard, and it was like, yeah, you should check this out. And as you know, our last episode, Dave talked, talked about, about Coast, Coast Guard. Guard. So I think they're on to us. The government actually is listening. True. Yeah. I'm not joking. Like, Yeah. They actually are tracking. Yeah. Movement. Like, I have it. I still have it. It's crazy. So, yeah, I'm not joining the Coast Guard. <laughs> Boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they just send you a Marine. And then uh, next, next the is mail. like a guy, FBI dude just shows up. He's <laughs> like, hey, I heard you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've. I uh, heard you talking smack. You want to, you want to pull up? You want to <laughs> throw, throw down? Pull up, throw down. Pull, pull up and throw down. Well, you, you've heard it, listeners, uh, where the government makes, well, they didn't make gay bombs. They considered proposing a gay bomb and uh, they uh, spent $20 million on a cat. Rip nice Rest in so peace. that thing is actually true yeah it's true uh that's crazy yeah cats they just don't get much love man and they shouldn't just kidding <laughs> oh they're fine cats are fine so like i guess it's more viable to teach dolphins yeah dolphins to shoot people <laughs> to shoot people it's the natural instinct yeah it's play on their natural instinct to kill people and the natural instinct of a cat is to do nothing so Oh man! So thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope it's been this podcast. What's the name of this podcast, <laughs> Davis? <laughs> so thank you for listening to the So There Was podcast. I hope you enjoyed the stories. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Check us out where we and have YouTube. the Truth Archives, where we post uh, little excerpts of our podcast about the true stories that we encounter here at this show. Check it out. I hope Check this episode tingled your ingly your ear your little. <laughs> Heary thing. I hope it, uh, your earlobes. It tingled your tinglings. Yeah. All right. So remember to check your facts and watch your back. And cats. And a, a talking cat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>